Welcome to Finding Freedom with Inspire Wellness. I'm Gemma, a certified nutrition and health coach, anti-diet advocate, and your ultimate hype girl. I'm here to empower you with inspiration, education, and motivation so that you can start living as your happiest and healthiest self, whatever that means to you. I spent years struggling with food, my body, and my mental health until I finally found freedom. Now I'm on a mission to make sure that nobody goes through what I did and to burn diet culture to the ground while I'm at it. I'm obsessed with helping women to ditch the diets, create sustainable habits, improve their mindset, love their bodies, and become their next level selves. So what are we waiting for? Let's do this. Hello and welcome back to episode nine of Finding Freedom with Inspire Wellness. Can you believe it's December? I don't know about you guys, but this is blowing my mind. And I feel like we do this every year, but every year it still creeps up on us and we're still confused. And yeah, I don't know about you guys, but it has confused me a lot. So what I thought I would do today then is give you my guide on how to skip the diet culture BS this holiday period, because the festive season is kind of fraught with diet culture, like all the little weight loss things come on out of the woodwork, all the like old people being like, mm, should you really have a second serving of that? All the food guilt, like all the, you know, you go out and you celebrate and you have Christmas parties and they should be fun and exciting, but they're not because you feel like shit because of diet culture. So the things I'm going to run you through today is things like avoiding the indulgence guilt that we get. We're going to talk about making good choices. And no, I am not going to tell you to ditch the roast potatoes at Christmas lunch because they're the best fit. We're going to talk about blocking out the straight up bullshit that you see in the media and online at this time of year. And we're going to talk about navigating the diet culture talk when you go home to see the family. So to start us out, I think this is the one that probably affects the most people, which is that sense of like guilt of overindulgence or just indulgence in general, really. I think we feel like we've overindulged sometimes, but you've really just eaten some sugar, eaten some Christmas meats. I don't know. So the first thing we need to talk about here is the fact that food is not good or bad. And I know I've said it seven bajillion times, but we need a reminder. (laughs) It's, It's a worthy time for a reminder. Unless you stole the chocolate that you're eating from your niece's Santa stocking, you're fine. It's not bad. It's just chocolate. It's not a moral issue. A big part of Christmas and the festive period is celebrating. Like it's called the festive season for a reason. It's called festive for a reason. And a surefire way to make sure you're not feeling very festive is to berate yourself for eating the pavlova your nan made on Christmas day, or to tell yourself that you have to go on a cleanse the week after your work Christmas party because you drank too much and you've embarrassed yourself and you're like, oh, I feel disgusting. You don't need to do any of those things. You are celebrating. Like this time comes around once a year. There are a lot of events at once. You don't need to feel bad for that. You don't need to feel bad for going out and enjoying yourself. We put so much pressure on ourselves to live up to this expectation that we set for ourselves through the year. And then we think that it gets to Christmas time and, you know, there's a lot more, I suppose, temptation happening and we feel really guilty for giving into it. Whereas if you got rid of the guilt, if you got rid of the idea that going out or celebrating or eating certain eating certain foods was guilty or shameful or anything like that, you could just have a good time. It's that easy. It's all you have to do. Get rid of it. Get rid of this idea that it's a bad thing. And you can just have fun. 
And the other thing to note here is that you don't have to compensate. Like, oh, I say this, I'm rolling my eyes at myself because I used to do this all the time. It was like, you'd have a Christmas party or something like that on the weekend. And then on Monday, you'd be like, right, now I have to only eat salads, only eat green things, or I have to like fast all day leading up to the Christmas party so I can like save up my calories. Or you have to go in it like a, go on a cleanse or something like that. Or you have to spend three hours in the gym every day because you ate all the canapes at the Christmas party. You don't have to do any of those things. You can enjoy yourself. You can go to the party. You can eat the food. You can drink the whatever. And then you can just move on. Like you can move on with your life and you can just have a good time and just live your life. You don't have to compensate. You don't have to make up for doing any of these things. It's what you do consistently over time that matters. It's not what you do like once in a while. And sure, you might have a few champers, three events this week, but you don't do that every week. Well, I mean, I'm making assumptions here, but most of us probably don't do that every week. One night or one week or even like one month of indulgence is not going to instantly give you heart disease and end your life 10 years earlier. Just chill out. Just enjoy it. Just have a good time. I was chatting to one of my clients in a session the other day and we were talking about this. She was saying that she was feeling a bit down on herself, I suppose, because she'd been out for, I think it was a work event, had a few too many espresso martinis, you know, and then the next day got McDonald's or on the way home got McDonald's or something like that. And she was like, just feeling a bit guilty about it. And so we talked about that. And then she said, yeah, but you know, we're coming into the festive season and I get that as a one-off it's okay, but I don't want to be doing this all of the time. So what we did was we did some maths just to bring some fun to your podcast. Let's do some maths. Let's say you have like one event every single week during the festive period. And for generosity's sake, let's extend the festive period. Instead of being December, let's extend it for two weeks. Cause I know some people are already starting, well, have been getting into it for like a week or two, or, you know, sometimes they extend a bit after Christmas, that kind of thing. So let's say six weeks of festive season and you go out one night a week during the festive period. That's six nights out of 42 nights in that time. Yes, my maths is right. Scared myself for a second there. Six nights out of 42. Look at that in the grand scheme, even just of that, if of that time, six out of 42, it's nothing. It's one in seven. Look at that in the grand scheme of the entire year. And the ratio is even less. Like basically what I'm telling you here is calm your farm, ditch the stress. It's worse for you to be stressing and feeling guilty and indulging in, like I said, those kind of compensatory behaviors and, you know, restricting ourselves and things like that than it is to just do the thing, go out, enjoy the meal, whatever it is, move on with your life. It's so much better. In saying that, if you know that when you go all out and you drink 10 espresso martinis and eat four trays of canapes and you get Maccas on the way home, if you know that when you do those things, you feel like shit for days afterwards, you don't have to do that at every event. Like, yes, it is the culture, especially in Australia, I would say it's the culture to go and drink in every social occasion and things like that. And with the festive season, you know, we do tend to indulge like pretty heavily, a lot of us, but you don't actually have to do that at every single one. If you don't want to, if you don't want to drink, you don't have to, you're allowed to go sober to a Christmas party or you're allowed to like have bigger servings of salad with your Christmas lunch instead of just having like meat and potatoes and gravy. 
Think about what feels good for you right now. Making good choices is about listening to your body. I know this is what I always talk about, but it's especially applicable at Christmas time. So that's relevant to when you're indulging at events. So whether it's drinking or whether it's going all out with the food or whatever it is, listen to your body. Do you want to drink that night? Do you want to eat that certain thing? Listen to what you want in terms of what you want to eat and how much you want to eat. Like you don't have to go ham on the Christmas ham. You can just have a bit if you just want a bit. A lot of us, I think, get in our heads that we have to just like eat as much as possible at Christmas because it's like a special occasion. I'm allowed to eat whatever I want on a special occasion. Then you feel like shit. You have your third serve of Christmas lunch and you don't even want it. Like you're full, but you're like, well, yeah, but it's Christmas and I'm allowed it today. Today doesn't matter. No rules on Christmas. And so you go and eat four helpings of lunch or something. And I am saying this as someone who has done this most of the years of my life. And then you're pretty much ending up like binging and you feel awful. Like you feel awful in your body. You feel awful in your mind. Like none of this is a good time. The point of Christmas and the festive season is having a good time. But if you're just going all out for the sake of going all out and you're not actually enjoying it, what's the point? If you just remove that rule for yourself, especially throughout the year, if you know you're allowed to eat ham during the year, you're allowed to eat chocolate during the year, you can eat I don't know, pavlova, trifle, whatever during the year. It's not that big of a deal at Christmas and you can just have like one plate or two plates or something like that. Like whatever your body actually wants at the time. It's about working out what feels good for you right now. And you know what doesn't feel good? The media bullshit at this time of year. Oh my God. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen a little rant I had the other week about a segment on sunrise. Now, this made me super mad. I'm not going to full rant about it again, but I highly recommend if you like a rant, head over to my Instagram page and watch the reel. Basically, the thing that was making me really angry was there was this segment on sunrise where they talked about how you could do like a pre-Christmas pre-tox. So like a detox, but they're calling it a pre-tox to make it sound cutesy. Basically, this detox thing before Christmas with the idea that you could lose three kilos now for Christmas so that it wouldn't matter when you lost, when you put on weight at Christmas, because that's what Australians do. They had the statistic that Australia, the average Australian puts on one kilo over the Christmas period, like one kilo. Who the hell cares? It's a kilo. I put on, I, well, when I used to weigh myself, I put on like two to three kilos day to day. Like we fluctuate. Who gives a shit? If you put on a kilo, what is that actually going to like, what does that mean? What does that, why does that matter? I don't understand, but they were saying we should go and do this super, 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 super strict diet for two weeks so that we would lose three kilos. And then we're allowed to put on our one kilo over Christmas. It wouldn't matter. It doesn't matter already. Oh my God. It made me so angry. It was so restrictive. And what that is doing is encouraging eating disorders. That is disordered behavior, telling someone to restrict so that then they can put on weight later, so they can eat more later. That is as disordered AF. That is what that is. I hate it. I hated it. I hate it. I hate it so much. (laughs) It makes me so angry. But basically what I'm trying to say is there is so much of this going on in the world at the moment. At this time of year, it all starts ramping up. They all start coming out and people start encouraging disordered behaviors. They start making you feel like shit about yourself. And I know as someone 
you know, in the past, I would have heard that segment and gone, oh, okay, yeah, no, that's a really good idea. Cool. All right. So I'll stop eating now or I'll eat this, you know, whatever it was, vegetables, some chicken, like that's practically it, whatever it was, cut everything out of my life now so that I can eat it later. And that is setting you up for an eating disorder. And I would have done that. I would have been like, wow, cool, great. So it's on, it's on the news. Like, I don't know, it's just sunrise clown as the news. It's on the news. So it must be good. So I'll do it. And it, oh, I'll stop. I, I could go on about this forever. Seriously. It makes me so angry. You do not need to save your kilos, bank your kilos for Christmas. That's it. That's all I'll say about it. But it's not just the media as well. It's also like those social media posts start coming up about like how many calories in a I don't know, turkey, how many calories in a Christmas Santa and how many burpees you have to do to burn it off. All the posts like you should only have one roast potato and the leanest cut of the 49 different types of meat that your dad prepared for Christmas Day. Make sure you only have that. It's totally fine to indulge at Christmas. One potato, that's what you can have. Vomit, seriously. Or post saying things like, you know, kind of like the sunrise segment, eating less during the day or during the week to save up your calories for when you have your events. You don't need to do any of those things. I'm telling you now, if you see those posts, delete them, unfollow them, mute them, report them. That's my favorite thing to do. I love reporting that kind of stuff. Facebook and Instagram will never take it down, but it makes me feel good when I do it. So this is your PSA that you don't have to do any of those things. You don't have to listen to any of those things. It will be everywhere because diet culture is unfortunately still everywhere, but you can choose what you take on board. You can choose what you listen to. You don't have to listen to that. So this is just your permission slip, I suppose, to ignore all of that. I would encourage you to ignore it. I would encourage you not to take it on board. Now, the last thing I wanted to talk about is navigating the diet culture talk that can often kind of pop up a lot when we, you know, maybe go and see our family for Christmas or go home for Christmas. I think sometimes we can kind of get almost like in our little bubbles where if the people around us are kind of on this journey with us, they're, you know, trying to be, they're more mindful, I suppose, of diet culture and how harmful it is and things like that. But then you, you know, maybe go to an extended family gathering where you've got grandpas, grandmas, nieces, nephews, aunties, uncles, cousins, like a whole array of people, an array of different generations. It can often pop up and it can feel like it's all everyone's talking about, especially if it's your first Christmas after you started discovering this stuff. I really, really, really remember noticing it a lot my first Christmas and I was getting really frustrated because I was like, just shut up. (laughs) You don't have to talk about this stuff. Can we not talk about this stuff? It's so harmful. Like, just getting really frustrated. But now I've learned that there's no point getting mad or upset. Like you want to, but there's just no point. Instead of getting mad or upset, you can kind of just feel sorry for them. Like feel sorry for them that they're still stuck in diet culture. Because being stuck in diet culture sucks. We all know that. So feeling sorry for them that they're not at that point in their journey yet where they're comfortable in themselves and when they're comfortable with food and things like that they're still stuck in it that's that sucks so I guess thinking of it from that I guess coming at it from a place of understanding and no I don't agree with you but I'm not going to let it get to me I think that's kind of a good place to come to it from 
So you've kind of got, I would say, three options if the diet culture chat starts happening. And I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about? Like those little comments like, oh, is that your second serving of that? You must be hungry. Oh my gosh, you having that many potatoes? Oh, I could never have the pavlova. I would just have to spend hours in the gym tomorrow and it's not what I want to do on Boxing Day. Oh, we've got so many boxes of chocolate for Christmas. I'll have to start handing them out to everyone or I will put on weight. Just, you know, all those kind of comments. There are so many of them, so many of them. But you've got three options, like I said. The first one, ignore it. If you can't be bothered, if you don't want to deal with it, if it's just, if there's no point engaging, if there's no, if it's, you know, if it's just going to cause hassle, like you don't want to cause hassle. It's not, I mean, I know a lot of families seem to have a lot of conflict around this time of year. Mine personally doesn't, but I feel like you just want to minimize conflict. No one wants to have an argument on Christmas. Like, no, just if you need to ignore it, if you can, option two, I think is the better one, which is educate. If you've got someone and they say something and you think they might be open to it and it's not going to cause drama, educate them. Just let them know about why that's problematic. And you don't have to do this like on the attack. I mean, do this in a loving way. Do it gently because they probably they might not know. So letting them know like, hey, actually talking about this and framing food as good and bad and, you know, putting all this guilt on this, you eating this pavlova, it's not actually very helpful. And this is why. If you can do that, great option. Third option, if you can't ignore it, you can't educate, bring out the sass. I feel like this tends to be more my go-to, but that's also just my personality. Like you can do this, you can do this on so many levels, but even just stuff like, let's go with the roast potato example again. If someone's like, oh, are you having that many potatoes or is that your third helping of potatoes? Just be like, yep, sure is. Can't wait for it. Love me some potatoes. Like that's going to shut it down. Really? What are they going to say back to that? Like if you say it in a bit of like a, you know, sassy, snarky way, I don't know, then maybe they'll stop. Or, I mean, there are so many other things you can say. I feel like these are the things you need to say in the moment. It's not a script. You can't memorize it. But you can be a bit sassy, a bit snarky, a little bit passive aggressive if you need to be. It's always an option. Those are your three options. Now, if you feel like you need extra help navigating the festive season without feeling like shit, let me know. I'm here to help. There are two weeks left until I'm on holiday. Yay. So it is your very last chance to get in for one-on-one coaching in December. Now, I know a lot of people think about working with a coach or with a health coach or whatever it is and go, yeah, well, I'll do that after the holiday period so I can eat whatever I want. They're not going to judge me. Hello. I don't do judgment. It's not my vibe. It's not what I'm here for. I like the idea of helping people through the festive season, helping them not feel guilty, helping them come up with ways to better listen to their bodies, to tune into their bodies, coming up with, you know, plans for the week, I suppose, when they're not at events, what can they do that makes them feel good? Cause they know they're probably going to feel shit on Sunday morning. Like all those things. That's what I'm here for. I'm not a regular health coach. I'm a cool health coach. I'll help you with that. <laughs> so if you are interested in that, if you want to have a chat about it, you can book a free game plan session with me, head over to my Instagram, which is at inspire underscore underscore wellness. And we can have a bit of a chat. We can have a chat about how I can help you because I would love to do that. And I also wanted to mention that we are coming up to the new year, new me season. And I'm not about these ridiculous new year's resolutions that you will never stick to, but I am about setting goals and creating plans for the year so that you can live your best life ever. That is much more 
my scene. That is what I think you should be doing. So what I'm doing is hosting a Radical Resolutions workshop on Monday the 13th of December at 7 o'clock Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. And this is a live workshop where I'm going to run you through the process that I use to set my goals and my resolutions. And I'm going to teach you to set New Year's resolutions that don't suck. So you can have a great 2022, kick all those goals and just live your best life. There will be a link in the show notes for you or again, over on Instagram, a bit more information about it. I would absolutely love to see you there. It's going to be super hands-on. We're going to be working together. It's not just going to be me, me, me talking at you like I'm doing right now. It's going to be interactive. So come along, bring your goals, or we'll brainstorm some goals together. It'll be amazing. It's totally free as well. I can't remember if I mentioned that. 100% free because I love you. So if you want to do that, please head on over. It's going to be super, super, super limited spots because I really want to keep it small so that everyone can have a chat. But yeah, head on over. Happy December, everyone. Happy summer. And I'll see you in the next episode.